AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. 
podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You happy with the, the win, buddy? Yeah, great win. What else do you talk about in this podcast? Uh, we talked about Dyer. We talked about how I... No, what, what did you talk about? I introduced my girlfriend. Entry-level porn. Rob's the labs. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Episode 3 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Flonius Filth. Hey. And we've got Barty. Hello. How you doing, boys? Good. Yep. Top of the world. We won. Yeah, three points. It wasn't convincing. Does it need to be? doesn't, does it? Does it need to be? At the end of the season, you don't care about that. It's three points on the board. History will remember three points on the board. Exactly. Not how you done it, just getting it. Exactly. How did you take the game? Uh, a little bit more dramatic than I would like it a bit to have been compared to last season's opener, but it was still, as you say, three points mm. um, with a lot of rusty players. Yeah, true. Uh, the Fighting Cock sponsored by Fansbet, the only betting company that gives back to the fans. Have you heard, have you heard the um, reports um, just, just released about an hour ago um, in The Sun and The Mirror reported it and TalkSport that uh, Levy's made, as The Sun recorded it, uh, reported it, a secret payment. I don't know how secret it can be if it got out so, um, so rapidly across the press. Uh, Mira said that it's a contingency that we are likely to be uh, playing well before the new year in the in, in the Premier in in the new stadium, but it's um, it's a little bit worrying. The kind of all, all of the, the reports beforehand, all the kind of rumours about it not being ready, seem to be coming true. Well, I'm beginning to kind of lean towards the side of it being ready and it being finished are two different things. Yep. Um, it can conceivably be ready by Liverpool. When, I mean, obviously not everything's going to be finished for now, but it can be inhabitable. Um, fans can go in there safely and out safely. Just in rooms will be ready and all the rest of it. The test uh, events are still going ahead, aren't they? Well, I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing. Um, nothing about when tickets are on sale or anything. So that's a bit of a concern. It's about fortnight away, isn't it? For the, to the test events, I've heard nothing. So, I don't know. Maybe the test events aren't going to happen. <laughs> I, I like how T says, I've heard nothing. Like, they would drop him a line. No, yeah. but they, 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 they announce the dates for the test events, and normally they'd drop an email saying, you get tickets on this date, and... Yeah. But does, it, does it worry you? Uh, no. Are you bothered by it at all? Not at all. I'd quite like it to be ready for Liverpool. If, it, if not, then it was always a very ambitious project, and I don't think it's... It's not the end of the world. I'd rather have it there sooner or later, but sooner rather than later. But there's a little part of you think it's better that it's not Liverpool, given how good they are, that we lose our first game at home. No, no, I'd rather beat Liverpool than it's a proper memory. Right, but the risk. Oh, fuck the risk. That doesn't come into you. We we live with risk, man. We didn't sign anybody in the transfer window. That's proper fucking risk. Um, I remember when the last days at White Hart Lane, where we had. Uh, Arsenal penultimate game and uh, yeah, Man United, United. And I thought fuck I mean those are two horrible games to end with and, and we beat them both so. exactly fortune favours the brave except when it means signing players obviously um, Newcastle um, as you said it wasn't the, the greatest performance it was three points um, my arse went completely when Kennedy went through and and um, uh, Loris made a good save and then yeah. it came back and then they hit the bar. Yeah, I think he had a bad touch, didn't he, um, yeah. Kennedy? He had a decent touch, maybe it's 2 2. Um, Diarme hits the post as well mm. just after half time. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're not Man City, 
and you know we're not spending as much as Liverpool's. And it's a Rafa Benitez team. I mean, these teams are going to be pragmatic. They're going to prepare well tactically. So we can't expect to be walking over them. And I think we did enough to, to get the win. And last year, was, it was this kind of similar game and it took Shelby getting sent off for us to break them down. And Newcastle have definitely improved since last year. And I think it was a good result in the end. You know, as T said, when, at the end of the season, this was just three points we collected on the road. Kennedy was especially dangerous on the left. I know he's touched, let him down for a goal, but I thought he caused this major problem. Yeah, um, I think they did well to get him back on loan. Um, he used the loan in the back end of last season. I didn't know much about him. I think it was the left back at Chelsea, wasn't it? That's what they signed him. I mean, nine, nine. Is it? Is that, they? I, might, I might be wrong. I thought I was never loan. All right, I might be wrong. I mean, the only thing I really, really known for is for saying "fuck China" on Instagram. That's right. That yeah. was, <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking about there? But um, I completely lost my train of thought now. But um, but yeah, I think I think with uh, Newcastle, I think the commentator said they only lost to one other top six team last season yeah, at home. So there are no mugs at home. It's not not an easy fixture by any means. I mean, Liverpool. I don't think West Ham have won at Liverpool since the sixties, if memory serves correct. Oh yeah. Um, Man City v Arsenal was, was a routine. Man United at home to Leicester, that's pretty much a gimme as well. So, all things considered, I think we did okay. It's an important win, wasn't it? Yeah, and... Um, oh, fuck, he's done me now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lucas died. Uh, yes. <laughs> he lost, he's gone. Come fuck. Right, yeah. come Lucas, Lucas started, um, obviously, uh, something that, that may just... Oh, go on, quickly. That was what I was <laughs> going to say, is that we started brightly, but you could see we really don't have the legs on us. I've never seen Dyer ever pull up the cramp. And um, the first half we were good, start of the second half we were good, and then you could see where um, our lack of fitness and pre-season kind of told us as we properly faded. And at the end, we were, we were hanging on for the result. Were you interested by the line-up? Um, what, you know, did anything shock you? Was you surprised to see so many start that, were, that, that did play in the World Cup? Um, I was surprised to see so many start. I was surprised to see Son on the bench as well. But I guess if he's going away, then it makes sense to give Lucas time. But I don't think we had any other option other than to start some of our World Cup players. Mm, no, absolutely. The squad's kind of bare without them, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think the injuries to Wanyama and Lamella kind of forced their hand a bit. Mm. I was amazed that Trippier wasn't in the squad, though, because he looked all right midweek in training. Well, from the pictures, from the stills I saw, but yeah. um, I didn't expect him to not be in the squad. I guess that they, they look at their fitness and, and just determine how... Because they, they, they can monitor everything now, and maybe yeah. his fitness out, you know, inwardly. It wasn't perhaps where it needed to be. Oriero had been with them all Saturday, all summer yeah. and, um, and, and played. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> you played. say that. Uh, amazing assist. Let's start with a positive. Incredible assist uh, for Deli Ali's goal. You remember, was that, was it? Yeah, a wicked, yep. wicked cross. Um... And it was great with the ball at his feet, I thought. I, thought, I enjoyed it. Every time he got the ball, we looked kind of dangerous. He made the right decisions. It was just off the ball. There was, there, there was some, some issues there. We got down that left-hand side. We got absolutely annihilated at times. Well, you mentioned the Kennedy chance. That was kind of his fault because he tucked in so far in mm. that you know, he, left, he left the right side open. Um, Spurs Statman yesterday posted a few stats from Aurea's game. Um, yeah. 73% pass accuracy. 0% shot accuracy, doesn't really matter that, really. 50% dribble accuracy, what does that mean? Dribble accuracy. Probably dribble completed, successful yeah. dribbles. 50% tackles won, three fast committed, one assist, zero aerial duels won. Um, well, is that bad? Well, I think he should be having a higher pass completion than that. But if, he's, if, he, if say, five of his, I don't know, 20, 20 passes are crosses, which aren't, you know, low percentage balls... 
Yeah, I don't know if that's counted as a, as a pass, though. But I, I agree with you on the ball. He looked he looked good. He looked direct. He, he attacked well. He overlapped really nicely. Unfortunately, he had Sissoko with him, who's not the greatest on the ball, and he didn't pick him out a few times. Mm. But defensively, he's still a bit too rash. I can't believe it was only three fouls, because it seemed like a lot more that he gave away than that. Yeah. But it was always... He always seems to give away fouls in completely unnecessary areas. They're not like even tactical fouls where they slow him down. And um, there was one point where Dyer had a proper go at him because he um, really sold Dyer short. And a couple of people did that to Dyer, actually. He was lucky to... He could have got sent off on another day. I thought he was going to get subbed at um, like Dyer, actually. But um, I, mean, I think the fact that I said on Friday's pod that Aurier's first choice, because I've got to kind of defend that now because he's had a, he's had a bad game. I, I mean, the way I see it, I thought he did it right for the most part, made a few mistakes, but some of the ritual I've seen towards him is just a bit bizarre. I just don't, I don't get that. I think, um, say someone's played better, but when I'm seeing like, oh, he's a kind of, I'm like, well, turn it in. I mean... Yeah, yeah I mean, he's... <laughs> the, the manager kept him in for, the manager kept him on for the entire game, and Poshner is about football more than all of us. Um, I think Trippier is probably a bit more dependable. I stand by what I said on Friday, that he's got a higher ceiling than, than Trippier. Will we see that Spurs? I don't know. Well, yeah, it's up to Pochettino to kind of coach that defensive positional sense into him that he seems to lack somewhat. Yes, he, he just has like his brain just goes, and he just kind of seems to make the wrong decision. And I'm not saying like uh, I'm not saying that I can see it. I can only see it when I suddenly see the ball going to a gaping hole. And it's just, you know, if I'm at the pit, if I'm in a game or something, like, you can kind of see if someone's out of shape. But um, yeah, that ball across the diagonal ball, I think it might have been Shelby, I'm not sure. He played it into Kennedy and he went through and he thought Aurea's all over the place. The thing is, Kennedy was... Um, I mean, I saw a couple of replays and Kennedy was open for a while. It's not like mm. it just happened. He was open for a good 10 seconds, which is a long time in, in football. Yeah. Um, Lucas did start and it's something we've kind of been wanting to see for a long time. Um, how do you think he got on? I'm, I'm not sure about him. But he, he, he works hard, he presses, he follows instructions... I think he'll need a few more starts. He's one of those players who I think needs to start a few games in succession. You can't just um, start here and there. With Son going to the Asian games, I think he'll, we'll see a bit more of him. Um, he had a quiet game. Borlika says it, that, that he worked hard. I just thought his positioning was funny. He just he seemed to almost be playing second striker a lot of the time, but really ineffective in that role. And It, it wasn't a good game for him. I don't think that's where he should play. I get the impression he should play maybe a little bit wider or at least central, and be the kind of key like attacking focal point. It was a strange game for him, and, yeah, we have to see a little bit more from him than that. Yeah, I mean, he's got, you've got to give him time. He hasn't had a huge amount of football at Spurs. You know, what, did he play four times last year? I think I saw before the, yeah. the start, uh, before the game. Um, everyone has goes in and out of uh, form, and he hasn't quite hit it yet. He did show excellent stuff in, in pre-season. He had glimpses of brilliance last season, so you know it'd be, I think it'd be a shame to write him off just yet. But you know, you've got to perform when you get in the team. And there's, you know, there's only so long you can kind of drift around for before you, know, you lose your place. So it's a great opportunity for him, given the fact that Son's gone. So he's going to be playing more. He's going to be uh, involved in the team much more, and, and, and we'll see what happens from there. Um, but fingers crossed. Um, are you looking forward to? To, to, to having sort of Trippier back and, 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 and some of the, the kind of and maybe even Alderweireld Vero comes back into the fold two at the back seemed we seemed open a little bit I thought Fatonga and Sanchez were a little bit off I mean, we're being hypercritical here I think by the well, way well yeah I think um, just... I think that 
the the criticism is because of the Newcastle goal. Um, you know, they replayed it over and over again in the match of the day. Um, they fell asleep a little bit. It was a brilliant cross, though. Yeah. There's only place he could really have put it and, and, and he put it away. But I thought Vertonghen largely played well. But as I said, I think the I think probably the fatigue, the, the fatigue can affect you mentally as well and make you make mistakes that you wouldn't normally make. But I, I, I was happy that Vertonghen got his goal. I was really happy that he got his goal because he's not scored in five years in the Premier League. I didn't know that. No, because he came to Spurs as like a goal-scoring centre-back. Yeah, I think so in the first season he scored at least two or three. Yeah. He scored against Man U. Remember that goal against Swansea? He scored a beautiful against goal against yeah. Swansea. He scored, a, scored, against, scored at home against Swansea And too. against... against, um, against for, for Ajax, sorry, he, he, he was scoring ten a season. said a thing about Sanchez on extra inch, didn't you? Yeah, Sanchez was renowned for scoring goals. And we actually talk, we talked about set-pieces... And uh, our first goal came from a corner where Sanchez attacked in, Vertonghen hit the back post and had Dyer been a little bit sharper in the first half, we would have been another goal from a corner. You can see there's, hopefully they've definitely um, stepped up. We spoke about themes for this year and I think England showed in the World Cup that corners and set pieces are you know, a, a valid way to take the lead in games. And if Tottenham start taking more, creating more goals from set pieces, then it can only be a good thing. That's marginal gains, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. You've you seen this, the, the Deli Alley um, eyeball thing? Yeah. It's, yeah. What the fuck's that all about? I mean, is... I've, been, I've been doing it, trying to do it all day. I don't know what... I don't know, firstly, I'm 37, 36. I don't know why I'm trying to learn this. Secondly, what, what is he doing? How do he bend his fingers around like that? It's just the... Um, I, think it's the I think it's just the fact that we, I saw him do it. I thought absolutely nothing of it. I mean, to be fair, this isn't really work on the podcast. I was trying to do it now, but um, well, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just, I, I think that it's one of those things you see and you think anyone could do that. Yeah. And you try and do it yourself. And I'm like, okay, I obviously can't. I just nailed it, and I. You have, you have, you have. <laughs> you moved your hand. So I can't take a picture now. Get in. No, don't worry about it. But um, but no, that, that. I mean, it's good that he got a goal. I mean, Deli Ali, his performance on Saturday, he was my man of the match. Gotta say, yeah, I liked him. Um, last yeah. season, they talked about him sulking on the pitch and all of that to the button. Saturday, he looked really lively. I think at the measure of um, Yedlin, um, Yedlin probably at a fault for for what turned out to be the winner. Yeah. But I loved Eliade's performance so much. He was really good. He was playing back in that that um, kind of shadow striker role where um, he was doing not last season, the season before, where, where Kane was dropping deep and it was Ali who was the most dangerous kind of running onto things. I thought he played great. Um, I'm a huge fan of Delhi, and if he keeps on that kind of form, then it's, it's fucking brilliant stuff. Fraser Leggett uh, sends, uh, sent a, uh, a question on Facebook. He says, am I going to have to put up with another season of an ignorant twat moaning about Sissoko? No, not ignorant twat. It's just people complaining about Sissoko being played in a two-man midfield, which is, he, he, do, he doesn't work to his strengths. We know it. What are his strengths? He can get around a pitch. He's got a bit of pace. He's got. He's very tactically astute. He's very defensively aware. But okay. in a two, he's a he's a disaster because he's on the ball. He's poor. When we try and play out the back, I get I get nervous when he's facing our goal. I think the criticism he got was also probably a bit OTT. But then having him and Ovier on the same team, I guess that probably you know he can't bring these. You can't bring um, you know shitness for want of a better term about. But I don't know. I mean, I mean the guy tries. The guy tries hard. Um, we obviously can't sell him, and we're going to see a lot more of him mm -hmm. at Tottenham than we probably would like. I 
I just don't get the vitriolic abuse for him either. Um, is there any of our players really? What, why? Do, what, what is it? What is it about football fans who kind of they, they find a player, they make their mind up about him, and they will not be judged? I don't rate him. I don't think he's good enough for Tottenham. Neither do I. But I'm never going to fucking slag him off and call him a cunt. Every, and before every he, club has one. And before every, I know. And I before know. someone asked me about Soldado, man, you weren't there. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Can you just, because people, it's been a while. Okay, so, um, so I was at the Fiorentina game. So, T, just if people don't know, has an irrational hate, or maybe a rational hate, is for, for, for Nobby Soldado, um, to the point where I think you even threatened him on I, the podcast. I, I think you I, might I have threatened him. him. I hate him. And, 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 to be fair, I wouldn't at him on Twitter, that's, that's, that's going a bit far. He's not, he's, not, he's not a person who should be hated. He um, comes across as quite a nice man. To be anything. fair, he comes across as a lovely guy. <laughs> You're backtracking it. No, no, I'm, I'm just, he comes across as a nice guy. Clearly loves Spurs. Even after he left, he says nice things about us and all the rest of it. Right, but, but why'd you hate him? What happened in Fiorentina when, um, when, he, when he fucked up yeah. in the away leg? So he went, he went through on goal... And all he had to do is round the keeper, put it past the keeper. And he did some weak pass to Chadley. Yeah. And, you he, know, and then I was held on the ground two hours after the game. It was cold. Yeah, it was, the weather was awful. I was held on the ground two hours after the game. I was on a bus, which had zero fucking air on it for a good 45 minutes after that game. And it was all his fault. And going into the game, something happened to you, didn't it? Uh, no, it wasn't he, it was somebody else. Oh, it was someone else, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's... Dan Lowe. Dan, Dan Lowe had his um, balls um, fondled it heavily. His arsehole. Oh, I think it was his arsehole. It was, yeah. The, the searches were a bit vigorous. I got lucky. I thought you, I thought you had your front bum touched. No, that was, a, that was a festival the other day. Oh, right. I was going to say, <laughs> say you've got a propensity for being fingered by... Yeah. Uh, I went to a festival the other day, 51st date, and um, I had my balls thumbed. Which is a new one on me. That is, I mean, I don't understand. I, I've never heard of having my. I'm Maybe they thought my drugs that I had on me would drop, but yeah, but I didn't have any drugs on me. But but even that, I mean, I'm sure they're aware of if you're taking your drugs in that you would tuck them under your balls. Oh. I've never ever ever even heard of anyone having their balls fondled. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Did it happen to any of your mates? Yes, they, they, they all came in like looking white as a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "What you too?" So they're like, yeah. <laughs> "Did you all hug?" Well, we just kind of just a couple. Kind of, of you start weeping. It's a fifty-yard stare, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy the festival after that? It was amazing. Right. It was amazing. Amazing. Um, so the, the, the new shirts out. Yes, the third third one. Blue and uh, sorry, green. It's, and what is it? Is it a map of Harringay or a map of North London? North London. Yeah, um, it's the only thing that Nike have done to give us any kind of uh, identity in our kits. Yes. Like, all the kits are just carbon copied. They're shit, actually. They're the, shit. the Nike kits are horrendous. I think last season's kits were okay. They're okay, but they're just carbon copies of all the other. They like, like they can't be bothered. They 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 make these templates and they just wheel them out to everybody. Our oh. second kit. It's exactly Barcelona's training kit. We've got Barcelona's training kit. As and Man City's training main... kit too, yeah. And Man City's training kit. Yeah. It's we, fuckeries. We just get no love off Nike. At least Under Armour, would think we had like our own unique kits. But this is... I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Nike I don't kit. really care about... I'm not, I'm not bothered by kits that much, you know. But I'm just... I am if they're just the same as everybody else's. Because the, the, the thing with football is about difference. It's about separation. It's about partisanship. You don't have the same kit as... The fucking Man United players, Man City players, and Barcelona players playing, and no less their training. Like at least, at least Man City have got a nice little button. Ours is just fucking. I don't like buttons on a on a football kit. But has, have anyone else got that button on their kit, night kits? I don't know. Everton have a button. That's yeah. why I like the third kit because it's just. Um, it's a little bit ours. It's unique. It's a bit. Um, 
I actually ordered it, so it's going to arrive. I might wear it at the Fulham game, just to kind of wind people up a bit more. But um, I thought the first and second kits last season were okay, so that's the white and the navy blue. Yeah. The navy blue probably one of the best away shirts I've had. And, um, yeah, it's a bit annoying that when it's, just, when it's the same as everyone else's, because football, especially over here, is very partisan. Maybe not, don't get that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they just think, what's the cheapest way we can make loads of kits for loads of people? Ultimately, you might get the job because they pay the most money, and that's it. Um, what do you make about Pogba's comments about Mourinho? He says if he says what he thinks, he's going to get a fine. Yeah. Uh, well, I know this guy called Stephen Alston. He has a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And um, he was saying about... Um, he was saying that, that they've had the falling out since March. Like Pogba and, Mourinho. and Mourinho haven't really spoken well since March. And uh, they're, um, yeah, this is not un, uncommon or not, not a surprise. And that he was convinced that one of them was going to be gone by the end of it. And then he makes him, makes him captain. Well, it's still time. He could still go. He could go. Could go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Enkidu has um, received an interest from uh, St. Antienne. Uh, ahead of st- still being able to leave, um, whatever. What, what, I don't what think do, anyone cares if he goes. I mean, what what is it? I was thinking, like, it goes back to our transfer policy. We, it, there's, um, there's, it, like, do you sign these players to bolster the squad, or or do you? Is it a case of just filling filling this team I out think, with? I think Windy level players. I think Windy said on Twitter himself, might have been him or Charlie who said it, that. Um, we're almost paying for the sins of past transfer windows now because we've got, well, two, three players that we can't shift, which is um, Nkudu, Sissoko and Janssen. Yeah. Who we can't shift for, for love or money. And I guess there might be a change in our policy and how we, you know, in the sort of players we get. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe we get the players in January as it did the Lucas Moores, who's a summer to kind of fit in. Yeah, so I was talking about it. So I was thinking maybe about that the Spurs will pounce in the January transfer market because everyone spent their money. Well, yeah, because um, Fulham and well, Everton have shot their load. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal probably have. They've spent 70 million. They can't have a great deal of money left. No. Um, that was a great result. Uh, Man City. I didn't expect anything else. But I was a bit disappointed that they didn't really rifle them. Yeah, that's what I, want. <laughs> that's what I wanted. Well, did, you, did you see the game? Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought uh, Man City kind of fell asleep after a while, and you know they they're, they're the same kind of position as us. They've got a lot of World Cup players. But on my last point on the on the transfer squad, sorry, on the transfer dealings is um, everything good that's happened to Tottenham is because of. Um, our players and the fact that we've got competition and Pochettino talks about training and how important that is and every player who's improved or been really good has had direct competition for his role so if you think of Kane when he broke through he had Soldado and Adebayor in front of him and that was his kind of push to get in front of Trippier had Walker Davies had Rose um, Davinson had um, Alderweireld and the rest of it and Wanyama, Dyer, all of that and all of a sudden, we've got, now got a squad where that's it. There is nobody pushing. Sissoko, Nkudu, Lorente, Janssen, none of these are going to push anybody else on or encourage somebody to take that step up. So that's my concern about this transfer window. <laughs> but, but Arsenal lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. I'm best time. <laughs> Arsenal lost that list. Sorry, I had to get it out. Well, no, it felt like you were purging. Like, it's like, yeah, I had to get like it out. He'd gone to Peru and done ayahuasca and he's just. 
<laughs> You've been waiting to get out. I've been waiting to get out. I didn't have time to blog, so I've been, I've been saving it up. I've been look, you feel look, better now? Looking in front of the mirror, repeating yeah. it. <laughs> you feel a bit better? Yeah, I feel all right. Uh, yeah, okay. Arsenal Good. lost, which was great. Yeah. But you know the funniest thing about Arsenal losing is um, there was a bit where it was 1 0, and they thought they had a chance, and it was just like, ah, oh, isn't that cute? Look at them yeah. trying to box, thinking they got an opportunity. Then City just went smack, 2 0, shut up. Um, I, I watched Arsenal Fan TV, obviously. Um, and I watched DT's video and I was like, ah, this is shit, he's being sort of measured and sort of calm. And I thought, let me try one more. I went on to Claude's and I was like, yes! <laughs> he's fucking going mental! He's going mental! He didn't waste any time. Come on! I don't see it. I just don't see it. Why <laughs> fella in playing? DT's become too aware now of of his himself and he I don't think he'd be good value to watch anymore. Well he's been he's been uh, he's been slacking off Wenger for all that time and, and he can't yeah. then go fucking Emery out he's still the mock ups on Twitter, yeah, yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. people holding up the banners saying Emery out <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the memories yeah. it's time to go. Fucking beautiful. Uh, yeah, Emery we spoke last week he's not gonna fix this in, in one month. Mm. If he if he ever fixes it it's gonna take him two years. Yeah they're gonna need a few windows to oh, Gary yeah. Neville said that didn't he? They're fucked. You know, just the core of their squad is 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 rotten. It's like shit. Ozil, Ramsey, these these guys, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I can't believe Ozil's on 300, over three hundred grand a week. And Mickey Tarrant's like another Ozil. <laughs> if we, it, I, I just, we asked a question the other day. Is like, well, if we'd have signed their players, would you be happy with the transfer window or happier? Uh, I, I like Torreira. He's he properly gets around. He puts in a shitload of tackles. He's a good defensive midfielder. I like him. Yeah, I think he's a good player. The other guys, uh, Lichstein and Nah, I wouldn't have gone near him. I, our fullbacks are miles better. So you just watch Juve play? Oh, you speak to any Arsenal? Arsenal? Uh, they they're, he's, they're like, he's won seven league titles in a row. <laughs> Why think, isn't he playing? The thing is, Roberto Carlos, he's he's all right. He was really he was Roberto good. Carlos. No, Lichsteiner. Lichsteiner right. was <laughs> was pretty good about four or five years ago. But since then, you know, he's all right. He's not, he's not going to get you in the top four fullback. He's not like a, a, a team-changing player. Go on, what, what's he like? Just so, because I, I want, I'm, like, the next time I'm on a video with an yeah. Arsenal fan or something, I, just, what, I want some information. He's, he's tactically aware. He, he shuts down. Is he better than Aurier? <laughs> he's defensively more sound than Aurier. Yeah, for sure. He's more reliable. He's, he's more reliable. Because I missed the first bit. He came on, Lichsteiner. And yeah, he, he, did, he, did, yeah. did, he seemed to do all right. Against Kevin left back as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's tactically, as you would expect from someone who spent six years under Allegri and in Italy under Conte, he knows how to defend. Yeah. But he's not going to win you any games. Watch him fucking score a win in the North London. Yeah, yeah. As is always It's, it's quite funny because... Um, I mean, I said in, I said in the fight, but I think Flav said on the Ball Street video that Arsenal have finished in the top four and they were getting angry. I'm like, well, OK, obviously Man City are going to do that to a lot of teams this season, but I don't think I saw anything yesterday that made me think, well, they're going to do much. But what I saw, knows? and not just this is just 90 minutes, I saw uh, Socrates... Uh, slower than the fuck he like turns slower than so the Titanic it's slower than Mertesacker so like imagine I, I think in Mustafi and Socrates they have the two slowest most static centre-backs in the Premier League 
it was a bizarre signing, in my opinion. You see how leggy he was trying to get over to when he, when he brought down, was it Aguero? Yeah, I think it was Aguero. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, I'm out of my depth. I've got to bring him down. And yeah, that little uh, sideshow Bob in midfield. It's only hair. That's all he is. They, they, they bought him because of his hairstyle. It's like Jennifer Aniston. All she is is hair. She is hair because... She, it's her face ain't now. What, 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 what are you saying? Jennifer Aniston's not that pretty. What? what? She's not that pretty. I don't think so. She, she doesn't. Dis- well, out of all the friends, what, who did you need to knock one out to? Um, I was like Monica. Oh, but before, Mon- me like, too. A young Monica before, but you know, before all the friends got really old. And no, I, I would. Like, they'll happily spend an evening with Monica now. Not Monica. I, Courtney Cox. Even now, I was like, Monica was fucking annoying. Yeah, she is annoying. I'm not talking about characters. We're talking about like. Have you ever knocked one out to friends? Uh, I've knocked one out <laughs> over a compilation video. <laughs> what do you mean? Like where someone what a border? Uh, no, like someone has gone to the time and effort to put all like their <laughs> nipple shots or leg shots. Where or did you find this? Shit exists, man. I went to celebrities. <laughs> oh, you got a thing about celebrities, didn't you? Well, when I when I was young, you made Bob celebs. <laughs> He's the CEO. When I was young, um, and. Uh, Celebs. It's uh, like an old what? school. Yeah, that's an old school internet internet site for celebs. Made yeah. by a bloke called Rob. They probably made in the early noughties and you know you got like a little, you got like I don't know Jenny McCarthy yeah. and Anderson. You click on it, it's a load of and, it's, of them and I got shout out. If you went on Rob Celebs and you had your speakers <laughs> turned on, it was such an old website that it had a voice and it goes, "It's full of stars." <laughs> <laughs> so one night, one, shit, man. one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> On Rob Celebs, I got my subwoofer on. <laughs> it's full of stars. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Yeah. Or did you scramble for the money? <laughs> it's full of stars. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so uh, back in the day when uh, like Denise Van Outen and Kelly Brook was on Big Breakfast, I would put my VCR in and then as I'm just waiting to get ready if they're flashing some leg or some cleavage you press record so by the end of a couple of months you have like a full on tape oh of my like, god yeah. you are there you was no internet no, then I'll tell you what though yeah um, nothing ever surprises me anymore it comes out of your mouth bang gloss it up um, you, could, you could download the videos that they'd have every single day I'd do similar man put a second clips put it all together <laughs> All right, if we're having admissions, all right, I had, a, <laughs> I had a, a, a floppy disc. I don't know if I might have told Two you. Two and a half millimetre disc, yep. Yeah, you remember those? Yep. So oh, yeah. the kids listen to this. Anyone, I mean, children shouldn't be listening to this. Any young teens listening to this, um, there was no internet. Or there was internet, actually. I just got internet at my home, and I used to drag my uh, <laughs> telephone label, my dad's telephone cable, all the way up the room. And, like, dad's like, Go! You're on the internet? <laughs> yeah, because I want to use a phone. How long are you going to be? <laughs> About five minutes. And he went, what are you doing? And I was, work. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, I used to download these images, and it was, what is it, 4K? Broadband yeah. then? So it's four kilobytes yeah. a second, which is fucking nothing. And it would slowly, slowly creep down yeah, the screen, and you'd the go, right, there's some nips. And, then, <laughs> and there's the bum. Brilliant. Download, put it on the floppy disk. And I even had a couple of four-second MPEGs on there. And uh, my first girlfriend found it. She was like, well, I need to save my work on it. Found it and found all my, all, well, I say all my porn. It was like <laughs> eight, eight pictures and a, two four-second MPEGs. Yeah. Um, yeah, she weren't happy, but um, she loves porn now, so <laughs> maybe I got her into it. That's, that's the equivalent of a USB stick now, but a lot less space. I wonder if there's anyone listening to this who doesn't know what a floppy disk is. I mean, let, let us know. Tweet us if you don't know what a floppy disk is. Say, um, 
I, I don't know what floppy disk is. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a girlfriend who I got into porn. So we, we it, what? Hang on, what? It came up in conversation. You right? got her into porn? No, well, no, not as in like she became an actress. No, <laughs> <laughs> like an actress. That's how we, these are actresses. Casting group. Yeah. So I, I remember one day we both booked a day off work, went around the house, no one in. She was like, "Let's watch a porn and get fucking horny and fuck." So we, I got some like entry level porn. It was like Devon, you know, Devon before she started doing anal. Where she Who's was, Devon? A porn star. She was very petite looking, blonde, very safe. You know, didn't do didn't do anal, didn't do anything dodgy. Was it girl and girl? Um, no, there was some dick in it as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we started watching that, and she liked it. Got another one, liked it, and then I pushed it too far, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I came in one day, and we got a day off. We just watched this DVD. I said I haven't. I should have sense checked it before. Right. And I remember the opening scene was this uh, model come out, and she had a cake. And it was happy anal birthday, and then out of a door came like ten men who like <laughs> gang banged her. <laughs> My girlfriend was just like, "I don't think I like this." <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think uh, she would either. That's not not fair. I didn't really. like it either. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, just to clarify all this, all women should be respected sure. and cared for. All, all of them. Every woman is a princess. Um. All right, I mean, we'll talk about Spurs after the break. Before that, uh, do you know what? I'm not going to do that now. Um, windy. Yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. This is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. And I'm recording in my car this week. It's like the uh, it's like the good old days, old school TFC, where I record um, into a Casio watch in my car. Um, I've got to start off with Luke Amos, who made his debut for the first team this week. And you'd have to say it's ahead of schedule for him. I'm absolutely thrilled for him. Obviously, if you followed my updates last year, you'll know that he was on loan at Stevenage at the back end of last season. And they were very impressed with him. They really liked Amos. Um, glowing reports from anyone who watched him. Amos seems like a really great young man. I know he's dad a little bit as well. Um, also a great bloke. Um, and I'm just thrilled for him. He's he's never going to be a world beater, like I've said many times before. But he's a very, very competent footballer, very technically proficient, good at the dirty work, happy to um, run for 90 minutes and give the ball largely simply to another teammate who will do more with it. But also, you know, not afraid to try a few things. So, delighted for Amos. Hope you can become part of the first team squad because that's a real bonus that we weren't expecting. And also hope he's the first of many this year to get a debut for the first team. So, that's a good good starting point. The under-18s won their opening match of the season 6-4 against Brighton. A classic under-18 high-scoring match there. Um, our goals came from uh, Lewis Binks... Troy Parrott, who scored a couple. Janiel Bennett. Uh, who am I missing? Paris Magoma and Brooklyn Lions Foster. The centre-back came off the bench. And from those who went, they said it was a free-flowing attacking performance and we could have scored more. And it sounds like Magoma had a very strong game in midfield. So um, a great start for the under-18s. Hope that carries on. Matt Wells was coaching him. Obviously, Scott Parker's moved on. You may have seen him on the bench for Fulham at the weekend. Uh, he's gone, so Matt Wells has now taken over, who is Cliff Jones's grandson. 
No loanees at the moment to talk about, but we'll keep an eye on that one because the loan window hasn't closed yet. So perhaps by the time I'm recording next week, we'll have a player out on loan to discuss. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Thank you for the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers. Um, yeah, no. You spent too much time with him. <laughs> I speak to him a lot. Well done, Windy. Congratulations. What, what daily? Um, we, we have um, meetings about extra inch. Do you? What are they like? They're banging. They're really good. <laughs> we got a new, we're working on an outro. It might have been on this week's pod. I haven't listened yet. I don't think there was. Uh, I might have skipped because he kind of did a bit of a... Well, anyway. If you don't know, we have a sister pod called um, Extra Inch, inch which is... None of the stuff you heard in the, fir- the end of the first half. It's no. just all about tactics and... Proper, fo- well, we, fo- proper we, football. We, we chat about football and about um, Spurs, how they play. Occasionally we have people who are non-Spurs on as well, but it's, um, yeah, it's football without the weekend. Did, did, no did you see, is it Mitchie? Who, who's the guy who got taken off against uh, Newcastle for Newcastle against Spurs? I can never, never remember his name. Richie. Oh, yeah. Richie, Richie, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, he does <laughs> like Gordon, Gordon Ramsay's son. Um... He went mental, didn't he? He did, yes. Uh, what, what do you think of that when players do that? And if a Spurs player had done that, what, what would you think? Well, it kind of brings back shades of Hossam Ghali, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I mean, he didn't throw the shirt down. He didn't do that, but... He's seen visibly swearing on the bench. Yeah, um, but Benitez is probably the most pragmatic manager alive who's not named Jose Mourinho. So it's a sort of move he's going to make, but he had to make it for the benefit of the game. Um... <laughs> I'm sure Benitez will speak to Richie about that in, in due time. If it was but, a Spurs um, player, would it bother you? It's context, though, isn't it? I mean, if someone's playing well, if I believe he they're playing, playing well, well and they get taken off, I think, well, maybe... Then I think... But Tottenham is so much about the collective, though, isn't it? I don't know if Newcastle about it. Tottenham is so much about the collective, I probably think, well, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> don't do that. You know, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it. If he's upset about coming off, then it's fine. As long as he doesn't disrespect the manager or disrespect the shirt, he's pissed off. He could be pissed off because he didn't perform but as he well. he has just the manager, though. I, I don't know. I would, wouldn't mind it. Then if Pochettino or Benitez, whoever, deals with it, then it's OK. I don't have a problem. It's not, I don't think it's too much of a lack of respect. And they took off Richie for Atsu, and Atsu's a lot faster, a lot more direct, whereas Richie's kind of a bit slow on the ball. But he, he, was, he was making excellent passes. He was cutting us open at times. I thought he was having a good game, Richie. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Oh, he didn't res- he, if, like, Garley disrespected the shirt. So I yeah, he like threw that. it, didn't he? Um, I, I remember being in the ground when I said, I was like, what did you just say? What you just did? You said what you just did. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's one of those things, I guess. I was just curious about what you think if <coughs> Deli Ali did it, for example. I think it's a weird one because you kind of feel like our players have respect for the manager, whereas mm-hmm. that was disrespectful, in my opinion. It reminds me of Slatan's um, bio to a degree because he talked about his time. Well, he probably goes through it anyway, but he talked about some at Barcelona where. Everyone, especially the manager, everyone was all about Pep, all about the, the collective. Mm. And everyone was like, good boys, and Latin's a bit more of a, of a maverick, so to speak. Yeah. So Tottenham are a bit like what was the Latin described, isn't it, really? Where everyone respects mm. the manager, no one says anything out of turn, apart from Danny Rose, who we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. So <coughs> it, it did make me think about that also. Um, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by Fans Bet this season. Uh, the sponsorship is allowing us to help Spurs fans in need. If you like a flutter at the football, then sign up to FansBet. Choosing the fighting cock in the drop-down will allow them to allocate any uh, winnings or, or 
and any money that comes in that way um, to, so that we can allocate it to someone who deserves something good to happen in their life. Um, as ever, please send in your worthy causes to editor at thefightingcock.co.uk. We've got a few already, um, but uh, obviously we're going to build this up through the season, uh, maybe around Christmas time, do something good. Uh, but yeah, just look. If you like a, like, like a bet, then then go go, go and use fans bet because it, you know they're offering the same odds as anyone else, and um, you know it goes back to a good cause. So oh, when the fun stops, stop. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it should be fun betting. Yeah. Um, but not a problem. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, Pochettino's hinted at rotating the squad. Uh, it gives hope for Alderweireld. I think we all want to see him back in the team if he's going to play. If he's going to be here till January or for the rest of the season. I think it's worth putting him in. He's, well, he's, talk, he's talked about a clean slate for everyone. Yeah, so one would hope that Alderweireld gets games. Um, August, we have a game a week, so it's fine. I guess next month we'll see if what he says is actually true, whether he'll give everyone a game because he'll have the Carabao Cup next month, isn't it? Is the month after? Mm. Uh, it's September, I guess, yeah. Yeah, so you have the Carabao Cup, Champions League, so there should be enough games to go around for, for Alderweireld, for Rose and... Everyone else. All others, yeah. Um, well, they, they're going to need to because our squad isn't huge. Yeah, um, it's, it's a decent squad still. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, everyone look, thinks it's Fred Bear because we haven't made any signings, but <clears throat> there is still a, a decent squad there. Yeah. I mean, you know, signings aside. Uh, Eric Dyer is looking forward to shutting people up uh, this season about the lack of signings. Again, that he finds a way back into my heart because although I don't necessarily agree with him, I think we should have signed someone. That's exactly the kind of mentality you want because it shows fight and desire. And I think what you worry about when there is a lack of signings or no signings is that it becomes stale, that people become complacent in their role in the job. And if they're all thinking, well, hang on, if we don't sign anything, anyone, you don't rate us, in the same way that when Harry Kane was on his dry spell two seasons ago and he scored against Man City and I came out and said people have been saying things about Tottenham and we don't like that. Yeah. That shows a, a, a kind of chemistry and team mentality. I mean, he said a few other things in the interview. Um, I'm going off memory because I haven't got it to hand. Um, he also said that Hugo Lloris is quiet, is a quiet captain. Yeah. But, you know, he's deadly. Everyone listens to him when he speaks. Um, I think they may have asked him about the England, England running the World Cup. But he said, you know, I won't be happy unless we win anything. You know, we've been in the semi-finals before with Tottenham and... And, you know, I think we'll only be happy if we come back with a trophy. Um, him talking about no new signings, I guess he's kind of towing the party line, but he seems, he seems fairly bullish, mm. and that's what we want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about his comments, buddy? Anything? Uh, pushing that propaganda. I don't... I don't <laughs> 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 I, I like Eric Dion, and it's a nice thing for him to say, but as with a lot of stuff that comes out of footballers' mouths, it's, you know, they follow... They follow the kind of party but, line, if, and because if, if they don't, they end up like Danny Rose. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that's. I think that's harsh. I mean, what Danny Rose did wasn't not towing the party line. It was going fully against. Yeah, which but, he shouldn't have done. Which he shouldn't have done. But he he decided to do that, and and he had his own reasons, and he apologised for it in due course. But um, whenever I hear Dyer speak, he seems to speak. Quite in honest. A, honestly, yeah, but in a way that most footballers don't. Um, even when he's mucking about, he kind of has this kind of sort of edgy, sort of don't fuck with me kind of attitude. It's the Latin, it's the Latin in him. Yeah, it's the Portuguese in him. Is it? Yeah. Even the way he kind of on Instagram, the people he kind of hang, hangs out with and stuff is quite. Yeah. He's very Latin. I love it when he shaves his head. 
That's yeah. that's the best kind of diet. The little curtains or whatever he had before. No, that's fine. That. Yeah, the shaved head is what we want to see from Eric Dyer. I thought he was excellent against Newcastle. I'm, I've been a bit of a dire doubter for a while, but he Same. played really well. Um, his passing was great. He was all over the pitch. He was properly leading. He was properly like telling people off. I really liked him against Newcastle. Same. Um, PSG uh, has been linked with Danny Rose. Um, they kind of it kind, there was apparently advanced discussions about trying to get him over there. Um, I, I, I don't want to see him leave. I want to see him back in full full. Wasn't he homesick? Fuck's he going Paris for? There's homesick, and then there's two hundred thousand pound a week. Yeah. I personally think he's finished, in the sense that I think the injuries. I think the injuries have caught up with him. I'm not sure if he can recapture the form that he had before before the injury. Um, now, I hope I'm wrong, but his performances for England didn't fill me with confidence in the World Cup. And played in the two Belgium games, <clears throat> and he was at fault for at least two goals in the games combined. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think the only way he regains any form is if he plays a run of games. Does he do it with Spurs? I'm not sure. I mean, it's the same thing of all year in Trippier. It's the ceiling. Mm. Rose's ceiling is higher than that of Ben Davies, and Rose's ceiling benefits Spurs in terms of how we play more than Ben Davies does. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think that it's clear now that Trippier and Ben Davies, despite my, I mean, many times last season I talked about them being the, the probably the lesser of the, the two fullback, the four fullbacks that we have. Yeah. Um, in terms of their their quality, but they deliver, and you know, I, I just think. It's going to be very hard for Aurier in the long run and and um, and Rose to get back in the side. Uh, we've got some questions. A few years ago, a family friend uh, who was a gooner passed away. The family's wishes were everyone at, um, to attend the funeral in Woolwich shirts. A family I refused and wore England shirts. I felt guilty about it, but couldn't bear to wear an Arsenal shirt. Did I do the right thing? Owen Noble on Twitter. Who was the start? I think... I don't know, because we talked about this among ourselves in, in the group. Um, I would have to be really, really close with someone to want to wear an Arsenal shirt in those circumstances. But if you were that close to someone, they wouldn't want you to wear an Arsenal shirt unless they, would, they thought it would be funny. Yeah. But, I don't know, if I lost someone close to me and they're an Arsenal fan, I'd... Through gritted teeth, I would prob- I'll probably do it. But oh, it's, it's a family friend. It's, it's a family friend. I wouldn't do it for a family friend, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I think what you're saying is that there's things more important than football, and the oh, death yeah. of a very close friend is is more. Absolutely, I mean it's not in it's not with the tone of the podcast. I mean, no, it doesn't matter. I should say, say, fuck them. But no, no, no. It's fine. If a close friend of mine died, I would do Whatever. within reason anything. If I had to say Spurs, I shit then no. Sorry, <laughs> burn in hell. I think it's, <laughs> it's it's an unfair it's an unfair thing to say. What you make everybody wear? It's already fucking traumatic enough going to a funeral. I'm not wearing an Arsenal shirt. I I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. Well, so if a family friend, like, think of one. Yeah. Uh, who, actually, that's... <laughs> don't think oh, of I one. Oh, I had... OK, I won't. I'll remove it. OK, fine. Right, and, and, and they came up to you and they said, uh, Buddy, it would be really, really important to us if, uh, if you wore an... I understand you're a Spurs fan, but it would mean everything to X, to... I don't have an Arsenal shirt, I'm sorry. Oh, we'll, we'll give you one. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got forty two. 
I'm allergic. I don't know. I <laughs> I'm allergic. I'm allergic to nylon. I don't know. I could. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I wear. I wear a red shirt. That's as far as. Part Bardi. I don't want to pull the card. What's that? Don't let me pull a card. You can pull it. I don't give a fuck. Oh, do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, I know exactly. Oh, what he's so talking you're okay. But you've done it though. Yeah, I've done it. I, I didn't wear an Arsenal shirt. But you wore the badge. Uh, yeah, but that I had to. It was a stag do, and it was a personal challenge. I had to man up and deal with it. Because your uh, competitive nature, once yes. again, won out. Yes. That's yes. going to be the death of you, that competitive Probably. nature. <laughs> I, I you're going to one day get into some dark sex games. Where you, <laughs> <laughs> one of you has to let go of the other one's No, <laughs> I can go longer. As we're both looking at each other, hanging from the thing and wanking. No, I can stay longer. That's how my car to died, man. Come on. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't wear an Arsenal shirt. No, I'd wear a red shirt. I, I'd have a pin badge, probably, as a compromise. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine knowing anyone where I'd be forced to do that. I don't Same. Know, Same. I don't have. I know this is a cop out answer, but I don't have any Arsenal fans that are close enough to me that I would even consider it. I don't. I don't even know if I know any Arsenal fans well enough that I'd go to their funeral. I know a few gooners whose funeral I'd probably go to, but. They're not diehard fans, and they wouldn't have such a thing. And you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have any ever at my funeral in a church. Know, I was fucking nuts. As dark yeah. as this is, I fully respect this family who yeah. who who decided to wear England shirts because yeah. they were like, we understand, we partake. But you can't ask this of us. And 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 for some people, football is more than anything. It, it, people. You know, all across the world, people die for football. People getting like, you know, shit that happens in other countries where where the firms are are on another level, and people fucking end up dead. Yeah, stabbings, fucking, you know, graveyard, graveyard rapes. Yeah, 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 which is a true story about. Did you see the thing where the guy had his coffin? And they made, and they scored one last goal. That was brilliant. That yeah, was yeah, so they laid so it off and they played it off it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's I mean, a lot of effort, though, isn't it? I think Owen Noble, especially Noble'd... because like when you die, no one, you know, you're gone. Yeah, but probably what he wanted. I don't that know. was beautiful. It was really heartwarming. That I was. think Owen Noble probably did the right thing. If I'm going to have to answer this question, yeah, uh, yeah, I think he did the right thing. Um, but if someone near me said, oh, "I'm going to do it because I love my friend and I'm so sad that they're gone." Then I wouldn't dig them out for it. I might tweet it. A pin. Tweet a picture. Look, look at this mug. <laughs> <laughs> look what he's done. He don't love Spurs. A pin badge. I, I, I probably just do a pin badge. I mean, I've been in a situation where, but the, the guy wasn't a goon, he was a Liverpool fan and he wore something Spurs. So I've been in a situation where someone's done that. Right, right. Um, yeah. I, it's a tough question. <laughs> when, you, when you posted that in the group, I was like, that's got to go in. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's a tough one. Look, whatever, either either decision is probably right, but I can't imagine a world where I wear an Arsenal shirt, no matter what happens. Um, we've got a question from Jonathan Rosenthal. It's quite a long one. Uh, you're at a pub at chucking out time. You've had quite a few too many. You don't. You didn't drive there, but your ability to get home safely is seriously, seriously compromised by the state of your inebriation. From our current squad, who would be the most trusted to deliver you home and into bed? And without gracing your forehead with obscene drawings in an indelible marker as you need to show up at the office in the morning, who was the most trustworthy person? I would. I'd say Ben Davies. I'd say Hugo. Yeah, he wouldn't stand in for no funny business. I think Jesus Perez, I just... I don't even know him. I couldn't pick him out in the lineup. There's just something about... Him and his relationship with Pochettino just thinks he would get me home. He'd get you home. Have you have you ever been in a situation where like someone's like they're passed out and someone's taking a piss too much and you lose your rag? Because I've I've had it a couple of times 
when people like take the joke too far. Yeah, and I thought, that, enough now, enough. When um, what you mean when someone's drunk and they're taking advantage of them? Yeah, like if you're passed out, or you, you kind of you're someone's passed out and they're like black markers, permanent markers coming, yeah, shaving your eyebrows like. I think that's fucking out of order. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, luckily I don't have any one of my close friends who are like that. I don't mind people dragging their balls across someone's face. I can get, get <laughs> no. I'm fine with that. It's just permanent stuff. Yeah, it? that's true. I'd yeah, rather have balls, balls on my face than have my eyebrows. Have you ever had any balls on your face? No, I haven't. <laughs> are you sure? I'm sure. Because you seem to have a story about everything. No, I don't. Sure? I have never had balls on my face. Would it be a problem if any had appeared on your face? Um, I, I don't know, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Comfortable in your sexuality? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, knowing uh, that we've bought no one, can Poch afford to do what he did last season by freezing out Danny Rose and Toby Adorado? We kind of answered that a little bit, but what, what, what do you think? I think Pochettino's kind of made his bed now that he has no option but to reintegrate them into the squad because he, we've got no other alternative. Alderweireld knows that um, if something happens to Jan or Davinson, that we're kind of fucked. So we have to play him. And um, for the first time, I think, in Pochettino's reign, the players have a bit more power than the manager. Well, yeah, because, I mean, a lot of them been there for so long. You know, I guess, you know, you got... But it's kind of a weird one, because they signed a new contract, so what can they really do? I mean, Kane signed a new contract. Um, did Vuitton sign one, or did I imagine that? I think he signed one maybe a year ago. And I, I think Ericsson and Deli have signed one. Is just waiting for the right time to put the pictures out. So I don't know. I don't know how much power they really have, but I don't think you can really afford to to freeze out Alderweireld from now till January. That would no, be foolish. We don't have a squad good enough to to be able to handle that. You can't play Foyth or um, and Dyer's been Dyer's our only kind of proper centre midfielder that's fit at the moment. Um, uh, what's it, Danny Boy on, on Twitter? He says he hasn't bothered taking up his ticket for the Fulham game. There looks to be loads of seats left. Uh, does it make us shit fans if we don't if we go and only half fill Wembley? No, I don't think so, because everybody bought a season ticket to start the new year at, um, at White Hart Lane, and that's not going to happen. So I don't think it's. I, I would never dig out a Spurs fan for not, for not turning up. No, I mean you're offered a, a refund anyway, so. Mm-hmm. And Wembley's not easy for a lot of people to get to. It's easy for me, but not easy for a lot of people to get to, so don't you're, blame them. You're taking eight people. Eight, yeah. <laughs> um, they wanted to go to watch a Premier League game and Spurs, we've got Wembley, we've got, there's loads of tickets available, so I'm taking, um, taking six Colombians and my wife seven, so seven people to watch Spurs. Um, there's some calls for uh, Walker Peters to come in if, if Trippier has, isn't ready for, for Oreos. I mean, Walker Peters started the same game last year against Newcastle, got man of the match. I think he played another game he did really well on. Man of the match as well. Was he? And he played two league games. And he got two man of the matches. Yeah. Windy, um, you know, he's waxed lyrical about him for for ages. You know, surely he's been ready now, isn't he? I think he's kind of halfway house between Trippier and Aurea. He's not as clumsy or (coughs) rash as Aurea, but he's not quite as good on the ball as Trippier. I'd, I'd like to see him play a little bit more, and I'd prefer to see him play at right back than at left back. I think there'd be more allowances for him if he made mistakes than Aurier. Yeah. Um, if if Walker Peters had the same performance that Aurier had, he wouldn't have grief. So, are you sure? I can't understand that. Are you sure he has the right skin tone for allowances? Uh, I'm not going to be all political on this podcast. Right, I'm so just, I'll, I'll keep myself to myself. Just curious, at all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not in beef mode today. So fair enough. Fair enough. Um, there, there is some worry about Kane being injured. Um, you know, should he 
not be fit for a game. We haven't got Son to lead the line. What, what do we do in that instance? I know it's a little bit extra inch, but what do we do if if Kane isn't there and Son isn't there? What um, I mean, there's a false nine option. <laughs> Lamella played quite well against um, Chelsea as a false nine. So Lamella's an option or Lorento. I think that um, given how we managed um, Kane's absence last season, I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all. Um, the concern would be more of Ericsson got injured because we've got no one else like him. So I think that'd be a bigger concern. Who had the stat about Ericsson missing games? Is it you? Me, yeah. He's missed four games in what? Four years, I think. Well, league games. Four league games in four years. That's mental. Yeah. Uh, before before we end, um, did anyone see the TalkSport, uh, listen to the TalkSport interview? Oh, the West Ham bench. The West Ham bench. Brilliant. Yeah, That's it, amazing. It, the guy, yeah, so just people who don't know, the guy, and fill in if I'm missing anything, lads. Uh, the guy goes, uh, he rings up Jason Cundy and Andy Goldstein, um, and he says, well, our, our, uh, our bench is... Our bench, our score is much better than Spurs is, isn't it? It's got, we've, got, we've got a better bench all over the place. We've got a better bench. And Cundy, to his credit, was like, what? Are you sure? No, he says, it's much superior, our bench. It's much superior. And Andy Goldson goes, do you know what superior means? It means better. And he goes, yeah, 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 I know. Better then, better. He goes, you look at our bench. It's much better than Spurs. And Andy Cund- Jason Cundy goes, all right then. He goes, I've been looking at the benches all day. Jason Cundy goes... Who's on the bench then? Let us know. And he's like, oh, don't do that, Jason. Don't do that. You know. You know who's on our bench. Don't do that. And he was like, well, I don't actually. Tell me. And he's like, well, we got that Jason, we got that uh, Andy Carroll. And he goes, and he goes, all right, yeah. And he goes, we've got the, we've got that little, what, that fella, that little fella from Italy we bought. Okay, he, he plays on the bench. Perez. He plays on the bench and he goes, all right, all right. He goes, well, who's on the Spurs bench? And he was like... Uh, the English, the young English guy. The young English guy who's been in and out. In and out. <laughs> I think he meant Winks. He did mean Winks. Yeah, yeah, but English guy went out and he, and he goes, and he started laughing at I've mugged myself off here, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I've not actually heard the interview, I've only seen people tweet you, you about it. You know you what was going for his head. So, go, like, go to talk, talk sport West Ham, it, it's, it'll be all over Twitter. He, uh... He, he goes, um, he goes, you can imagine the minute the, where, where Jason kind of goes, well, name the bench. Because, you know, I'm sure he knew the West Ham bench. Yeah. I'm sure of it. But, you know, when someone puts you under pressure yeah. and yeah. your mind goes blank, that's clearly what happened. He started panicking before thinking. <laughs> it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I felt sorry for the bloke. But, you know, fuck him, he's West Ham. I think given what happened to West Ham yesterday, it just made it all the more, all, all the more glorious. Yeah. They're, they're a bad yeah, and they've spent all this money on players, and they were—they were after William Carvalho for so long, and he might have helped him yesterday because yeah. he's kind of a defensive midfielder. He would have kept it a bit more solid, a bit more compact, and they're by all these like kind of um, you know, people like Felipe Anderson and uh, Yarmolenko who yeah. were well, no help when you get an absolute batter no. by Liverpool. Did, it, did Yarmolenko play? He did. Didn't track back at all. Yeah, those no. those two players—they're not going to dig deep. Felipe Anderson on his day is a lovely player, but. He's not going. He's not going to do. He's not going to be any good for you uh, playing um, away to Liverpool. What he signed for Lazio, forty-two million, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of money. I, did he start for Lazio? Uh, yeah, he played a lot. Yeah, yeah. Started a lot. And what is he? Number ten, kind of. He's kind of he cuts inside, plays wide. So that Lucas Moura, really? he's a lot of dribbles. Yeah. yeah, doesn't get anywhere near the Brazil team. Really, but he's on his day. He can be a lovely player, but um, he's not. If you're if you're West, if you're shit as West Ham, he's not the kind of player you want. He's like imagine like a modern day fit Stefan Dalmat kind of thing, without the, you know without what? the issues. You know what? I listened to the BBC 
Football Daily podcast this morning. I shouldn't really mention other podcasts, but I've done that in anyway. um, And Marco Brown and Matty Everton were on the podcast. And Marco Brown and Everton play for Spurs. And Everton mentioned a story that I'd never heard till today. I know what you're saying. That Darmat spat in Rednap's face. Oh, Darmat? <laughs> Because he said an unnamed player. Yeah, he said an unnamed player, which, but then someone showed me the article. Context. Well, Jamie read that. Yeah. No. So what? So so hang on. So how did they come to the conclusion it was Stefan Dalmat? No, because someone on the Fight and Cock Forum, Burko, yeah. posted the link to the article that said he did it. Oh. So he had a he had a he was he had a spat with Carr. Jamie O'Hara, we all know about. Yeah. And he's spat in the skipper's face. He was a skip at the time. Yeah, so uh, if those who don't remember, Stefan Dalmat... Allegedly. A case. <laughs> I mean, it's not an article. We're just reporting what's in there. We're all yeah. right. We're all right. But um, Stefan Dalmat, when he signed for Spurs, it was very exciting because at that time we were dog shit. We like, were. this was a team that contained Poye, Redknapp, Tariko, Gary Doherty, Tariko. Stephen Carr, who was probably our best player. Um, Stefan Everson? Probably, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Postigo and Raziak. Postigo Raziak. So this was as bad as it ever got at Spurs, probably. It was a, just all I can think of is the Kappa kit, the white Kappa kit. Yeah. And Dalmat turned up on loan from Inter Milan. And you're like, fucking hell, who's this kid? He got, played the first game, he was electric. <laughs> He's fat, yeah. round, but there was so much class about this guy. And he was just brilliant. And you just wanted him to work. And I, I, at the time, I was on a forum called the, the THFC Latest 2. And everybody was just talking about him, posting pictures of him. Look at this fat magician. Because <laughs> at that time, you could be fat and still yeah. be a magician. It was beautiful. And, and then you'd hear reports about things not going right. And this, is, and this now, what would it be? Uh, you know, 15, 16 years later, it's coming out with, uh, you know, the fact that he, he was um, a bit of a wrong one. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was Alex who asked if we kind of missed the days when he weren't quite as good, when, you know, we'd get little little, little glimpses of sunshine of Ginola and Dalmat coming into the squad and yeah, smashes things went before that. You know, and now we kind of, we have players who are better than them now. I mean, to be fair, Sissoka played for Tottenham back then, he'd probably be one of the better players, you know, and... <laughs> It was a little bit more fun. Yeah, but, but yeah, where are you with no, that? It's a good question. It was. It wasn't fun. It was. There was no. It, it was, was fun then. It, no, it was fun looking back at it now. But <laughs> it was we're funny. looking. We're looking at it from a position of where we're completely different. Yeah. It was fucking misery for a lot of the time. Maybe for ninety minutes of a game, there might have been two or three minutes where it was actually fun. The rest of the time, it was. Shit. I, I I remember two moments from that period. Uh, you know, about three or four years where we were horrendous. Uh, no, I remember. I remember. I remember getting beaten by Fulham at home, three-one. Barry Hells. Yes. Yep. No, no, no. It wasn't it? Wasn't that game? But I, I, remember, I remember that game. Yeah. I remember Barry Hells cleaning up against us. <laughs> yeah. Spurs fan as well. I remember Jeff Horsfield fucking smashing us Fuck, to bits. Yeah. Um, I remember. The, and, and just again, if you don't know, these aren't very good. Fo- these aren't elite footballers. No. These are. <laughs> they're just professional footballers when you didn't have to be yeah. ultra fit. Um, there was a bar- uh, losing to Fulham at home and then losing to 3-0 at Southampton at home. I think Glenn Hoddle's final two games. I might be mixing this up. Um, but I remember just something more nebulous in that I'd be sitting in the stadium at Wyatt Lane just hoping every game going in, hoping, come on, just win. Win a game. Like, it, like any win would be celebrated so wildly. Like we, it, it was like we'd, we'd almost like qualified for a FA Cup final. We got there. It's, every win was just incredible. And I get that that's addictive 
because the, the victories are relatively rare. You know, we might win one in three games at White Hart Lane. We might scrape a draw and then we just get smashed by anyone who's good a game. Go on runs of 10, 11 games without a win. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I remember a game we hadn't, under Martin Yo actually, we hadn't scored a goal in like four games and we played Portsmouth at home and Danny Murphy backhilled it into the net. He did that, his Cruyff turn backhill type in the net and we went absolutely ballistic. And I do remember, I, I do miss those moments. I miss those moments of pure jubilation because it was so rare because you'd lose yourself in that moment and now like you know you've been at Wembley we're taking it a bit too seriously now I feel but it's hard to celebrate something that comes so readily no no of course I remember being at a pub at university and watching us play against Man City in the FA Cup and being 3-0 up at half time and thinking yeah we know the game fuck this is yeah. this is good. Yeah. This is this supporting is inc- Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Joey Barton gets sent off as they're walking off the pitch, and yeah. I'm like, maybe, maybe we've turned the corner. Maybe we'll be all right. And then those that don't know, I'm sure everyone does know, we lost four three to yeah. ten men. Yeah. Man City. That was this a, wasn't like that, this Man City. That was the darkest moment. That, of, for me, that was my darkest moment. Yeah, that was my darkest moment. Too. That was fucking John Macken. Was it John Macken? Yeah, yeah John, John Macken. Yeah. John Macken's Man City. I remember no. Lindy King just like it looked like like his cat has died. Mm. The game had finished. Um, I, I I had to go home and have a bub bub bub. Yeah. Only, and like my missus at the time just put loads of candles out and stuff like that. And I was like, this is lovely. This is not helping. And not helping. And, and those moments. I, I think the other darkest time I had as a Spurs fan was four one in the League Cup against Arsenal uh, under Redknapp and we played that was more recently, Stephen yeah. Corker. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty bad, but it wasn't as bad as that. No. Because Sandro's debut too. It was. He and Plekos's first game. And only, only game. game. Yeah. Who? Plekos, the Croatian keeper. Yeah. I, I've never. Really, I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't know he yeah, exists. He played one game. Stipe yeah. Pletikosa. Yeah. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Uh, he left. He joined was us. It there was, yeah, there was a bit of a rumor that he thought he was joining us to be like number two goalkeeper, but he ended up being like number three. Maybe Cherny yeah. was still there. Yeah. Or Kudelchini, but yeah, he played um, one game. That was it. The, the, this nebulous thing that I was mentioning was the. I'd do the same thing. I'd go to Spurs. I'd often sit in Park Lane Lower, but occasionally, and it, it seemed to happen in Park Lane Lower. I remember it uh, higher, more upper, rather, more much more than, than when I was in the lower tier. But I would sit on my seat and I would watch, and, and they would score. I would look across at the away fans, going absolutely Garrity. and then my, I'd always put my head in my hands and look down at the floor and look down at my feet and the concrete. I'd do it every single time, knowing that it would make me depressed, but I couldn't. I had to close off. And it happened almost every week. Like they would, we'd, there was a period where we'd always go 1-0 down, and I'd always have to process this and think, we're not coming back from 1-0 down. We don't come back from 1-0 down. Well, that's, that's, I remember, um, I mean, I wasn't a regular in, in the in the dire days. I mean, last time Wolves were in the top flight, they did the double of the Spurs. I remember that very clearly. Yeah. And... Um, was that who's no that was thing Kevin Dawes scored and uh, and I think it was Good Johnson's debut we lost the return game at one in you I remember being at Spurs and I remember thinking if the cameras pan on me I better not be on fucking TV because I was like I was gutted I did my seat head in my hands thinking fuck's sake yeah then I had a moment of clarity thinking please don't fucking pan on me and and, and the thing is that it felt like there was less people complaining then than there are now well, I mean, the internet internet something's become clearer isn't it I mean it's like what yeah. you said on, on the last pod that people you meet in real life are not moaning about the windows people on the internet who are making it worse than mm. it probably is and since Barty's purged his soul he hasn't mentioned it once 
So don't start it off. Well, you want to the window. Poetry sold about the transfer window. Oh yeah, I'm done. Mentioned? I'm clean. Yeah, I'm, I'm pure did, again. Did, did any part of you, like, like after it happened, did you complain to the missus about it? Um, a little bit. I said to her, "You can't." Be, guess what? She was like, "What?" I was like, "Tottenham didn't buy anybody," and she was just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I, I mentioned to my missus, and, and like I said, we haven't signed anyone. This is like three days beforehand. She was like, "Is that bad?" <laughs> and I was like, no one in the top five leagues in Europe hasn't signed anyone. She goes, "Right, okay." I mean, sure, that's. I'm, are you upset? Okay, all right, let's have a cuddle. My wife was actually happy so that she doesn't have to um, learn any new players. Oh, she watched it with you. No, no, but she likes to keep abreast of the players mm. we've got. All right, that's been the Fighting Cock. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you, Flav. Um, we'll you. be back on Thursday. For Fulham stuff. Fulham stuff. Gonna stuff them. We are. Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.